I bribed the prison authorities for my friend, but he was not released. If I didn't pay, I thought my son might suffer, and I would have felt terrible about that for the rest of my life. More than 19,000 people are currently in detention who have been arrested for political reasons since the military coup. Many of their families and friends are desperate to try and protect them or get them early release. In today's episode, we hear from some people who resorted to bribery but got scammed. Hello and welcome to Do'athan, a weekly podcast that brings you human rights stories from Myanmar. It's brought to you by Fondation Hirondelle. This episode is produced by a Do'athan freelance journalist. Some names and voices have been changed to protect contributors. I was taken to the home of a lieutenant colonel from the military by a man who was a client like me. He told me that if I paid 4 million chat as a bribe to that lieutenant colonel, my son's sentence could be reduced from three years to two years. The lieutenant colonel told me not to tell anyone about my son's reduced sentence and said that it was risky for him to help me. He said he would get into trouble if other people found out he had taken a bribe to reduce my son's sentence. Do Mimi is a mother of four. When her son was arrested for participating in an anti-coup protest, she tried to track down his whereabouts. It was difficult to get information, so she started paying bribes. Over about four months, she paid a total of 20 million chat in bribes to various regime officials. That included the bribe to this lieutenant colonel, even though she didn't trust him. I thought if I paid this money, I might get my son out of prison a year early. I would rather take the risk of being cheated. If I didn't pay, I thought my son might suffer and I would have felt terrible about that for the rest of my life. I thought about it carefully and paid for him. But now I've lost the money and it didn't even help my son. Her son was sentenced to three years in prison earlier this year. Dormimi had to borrow money from a Buddhist monk to pay this last bribe, and she's currently trying to repay the debt by working odd jobs. Dormimi is not the only one resorting to bribery. Masanda was a language teacher, but after the military coup, she was involved in protests. So she was targeted by the junta and her career stalled. Then her brother was arrested and imprisoned by the military for going out wearing a black shirt. She worried that he would be subject to abuse. Masanda borrowed two million chat to bribe officials in the prison department to prevent her brother from being transferred to another jail. In her case, the bribe worked, but at a price. I face economic hardships because I can't run a business. I had to sell my belongings, including my jewellery. But because I paid bribes to the prison authorities, 
My brother was not transferred to another prison. My relatives helped me borrow money. The military seized power in Myanmar more than two years ago. Between February the 1st, 2021 and the end of June this year, over 23,400 civilians were detained for political reasons, according to the Assistance Association for Political Prisoners. Conditions in Myanmar's jails are reported to be overcrowded and squalid. Detainees have described beatings and abuse. Since the coup, at least 91 people have died while being interrogated by authorities. Article 5 of the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights states that no one shall be subjected to torture or to cruel, inhuman or degrading treatment or punishment. The Convention Against Torture and Other Cruel, Inhuman or Degrading Treatment or Punishment has been signed by more than 170 countries, but Myanmar is not among the signatories. Families and friends of prisoners don't want to pay bribes, but many do because they hope it will prevent their loved ones from being abused or tortured, or it will secure their early release. Like Go Wai Yan, he has paid bribes to help three of his journalist friends in prison and another in a detention centre. On one occasion, he was approached by an intermediary for a colonel who asked for 7 million chat to release his friend from the interrogation centre. But in fact, the intermediary didn't even have the right details about the case. I bribed the prison authorities for my friend, but he was not released. We were given false information. Until we see the condition of the person in prison, we cannot know anything about the reality of the situation. The person who extorted the bribe from me told me that my friend was being questioned at an interrogation center. But in reality, my friend was in police custody. Those interviewed by Doa Than said that regime officials ask for bribes ranging from thousands of chat to millions of chat, depending on the case and the person. When the detainees appear in court, their families have to contribute cash donations. There's an anti-corruption law to deal with corruption by state officials. According to Section 56, those found guilty of corruption can be sentenced to up to 10 years in prison. Do Than called the head office of the Anti-Corruption Commission to respond to these allegations about bribery, but our calls went unanswered. But it's hard to prove a bribery case. Those interviewed by Do Than said that officials often communicate through intermediaries to demand bribes, leaving no evidence. Ujo Zeya, a lawyer who's worked on many human rights protection issues, says it's pointless to file a complaint under the current judicial system. Clients don't get formal contracts for their bribes, so it's quite difficult to show evidence that clients have paid bribes to officials. Taking legal action against those who demand bribes is not easy. Another thing is that the people who would investigate the bribe-taker are corrupt, so it's not possible to take action and get justice. Since the coup, ordinary people have been struggling to make ends meet due to a collapsing economy, soaring inflation and higher unemployment. The family members and friends of political prisoners interviewed by Do Othan are not poor, but they're not wealthy either. 
They might find ways to pay bribes to officials when a family member or friend is arrested, but as time goes on, it puts a strain on their lives. And some anti-military protesters have spent years in prison or face new charges and prolonged trials. And in addition to bigger bribes, many families and friends have to send regular food parcels, medicine and small bribe money to their loved ones just so they can survive in prison. Dormimi, whose son is in jail, says her family is struggling. After the coup, the prices of commodities skyrocketed, but our income didn't increase. My son was arrested and imprisoned by the junta. I spent around 150,000 chat a month on him. We are now struggling to make ends meet. We have to spend half of our income on him, so think about how our family is struggling to survive. I had to borrow money from a Buddhist monk. While I was preparing to repay the debt, my son was charged with another count. How can I repay the debt? Meanwhile, Go Yan is upset that he and his friend's parents have given bribes but haven't achieved anything. His friends are still having to endure the hardships of prison life. Despite having paid off, nothing has happened. I feel quite distraught. The money that we spent was hard-earned. My friend's parents borrowed money from others with interest. We cannot get it back anyway. This situation has left me feeling very sad. But I believe that those who have done this will face the consequences someday. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Dootathan. You can listen to our podcast via the Dootathan Facebook page. It can also be found on SoundCloud, YouTube and iTunes. You can also listen every Saturday night from 9 to 10 p.m. and Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on Voice of America Radio. The project to support human rights reporting is delivered by Fondacion Hirondel and it's made with the support of our donors. <laughs>